What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the made-to-move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon hey guys welcome back to the healthy charleston podcast so fortunately this week many of our gyms are opening back up and if you're anything like us you're super excited to touch a barbell again or get back on the rig but we want to make sure that you do it as safely and as best as possible. So the Made to Move team sat down this week to discuss the best way to get back to your normal programming without getting injured so that you can keep getting your gains. So we're all super excited to get back to our gyms and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. So we're gonna, we're gonna talk about returning to the gym um, now that we haven't done this for eight weeks, basically. Yeah, yeah so the barbell is gonna feel a little bit heavier, mm-hmm. uh, probably a little grippier. Mm-hmm. Barbell cycling is gonna suck. Lifting heavy is going to suck, or it might, it might feel really good. Yeah, like, I mean, if, some people hit PRs. Exactly, yeah. Like, if you haven't <laughs> touched a barbell in a while, and if it does yeah. feel good, like, you're not fatigued, you, you're fully recovered, like, I, I understand why people are getting PRs. Um, but then also, some people are getting wrecked because they're doing what they used to be able to do. Yeah. They haven't done it in two months. It's, like, a completely new stimulus. Yeah. yeah. So this is, so here, here I go with acute on chronic training. Okay. Load, right? yeah. Acute on the only chronic workload. Yeah. So your body is used to doing a certain amount of work. Um, in the research, generally what people are looking at with this is the amount, the average amount of work you've done over the last month. Um, and that's kind of this rolling, rolling average of like, I'm used to this much work. And so the work you do in the current week compared to the last month is your acute versus chronic load. The amount of work you're doing right now versus how much you're used to. And if that acute training load is too high, you rapidly increase your risk of injury. So right now, um, barbell wise, most people, unless you have a home gym or you work at made to move and um, really didn't change your routine at all, um, haven't been touching heavy things, right? Like you might've kept your, maintained your cardiovascular fitness. You might've maintained some muscle mass doing like body weight stuff, but there's a solid chance you haven't lifted something heavy. And so that chronic workload of heavy barbell stuff is zero right now. It's been two months. Um, and so your tissues have, are probably not as prepared as they were, even if you have been working out pretty hard to lift those heavy things. And so if you go nuts right now, if you do, so like you might hit a PR, right? Like we were talking about, that's fine. One, one heavy day is good. If you go hard five days in a row, a week or two from now, yeah, yeah, a week or two from now is when you're going to get injured from this. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be like, it probably won't be immediate, but it's going to be like, wow, I came out way too fast. And so there's, you can do math. I'm not going to talk about the math. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody's ever going to do that. But just thinking like, what is my body used to? And then giving yourself about two to three weeks to ease into this kind of re-accumulating that good chronic training load is going to make you progress faster anyway. Because if you get hurt, then you're going to be out for a while and you're going to 
um, not make progress anyway. So it's really like being patient with yourself, giving yourself those two to three weeks, scaling things probably more than you think you need to. Um, if you go really hard one day, maybe don't go as hard the rest of the week right now. And then next week do like two hard days and the week after do three hard days. Like being just okay careful with this return. Yeah. With having yeah. to do that and having to be like, oh, well, normally I can lift this weight, but right now it doesn't feel good. Like don't push it just because you've done it three months ago. Yeah. Like right. everything has been different. And especially next week when we get back to the rigs, chest to bar, pull-ups, muscle-ups, like mm-hmm. no one has been able to do that. Right. Maybe people have barbells, but mm-hmm. an even less amount of people have rigs. Yeah. yeah. Pull-ups are going to blow everybody up, but everyone's going to be yeah. so excited. Yep. And this is when, so this is when rhabdomyolysis happens. This is when we're talking, if we're talking about like CrossFit, honestly, rhabdo. Take, yeah, rhabdo. rhabdo, just generally lifters is when you take an extended period off from an activity and then you come back, your brain remembers how to do it. Your brain remembers how to push your body. It remembers like how to work really hard, but your tissues are not prepared. And so that's when things like rhabdo happen is coming back and just crushing it over and over and over because you feel good, you're recovered, but your tissues aren't prepared for that. And so this is, this is probably honestly, this week is probably the biggest injury risk to most people they'll have had in a while. And again, you might not even recognize that until you're two to three weeks into this process. And so, you know, it's just very important to understand that you can't make up for whatever you lost over the last eight weeks in this week's workouts, you know, or this coming week's workouts. It'll come back quick. Like whatever you lost will come back within the next month. Probably, if yeah, you probably, even I was probably didn't even it, permanently right. lose it, you know, yeah. it's just like you lost it right now because you're not doing it every single day. Like yeah. next week when we go back to barbell classic Olympic lifts are probably going to feel weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, I would say, you know, go off feel, but also like, don't be afraid to just go light and work on technique work to, mm-hmm. to feel that again and yeah. to get better at it again. Cause that's the thing that you lose the most, right? Is power. Mm-hmm. And that's the easiest thing to lose. So if your snatch is normally 150 and you're, hitting 115 and you're like oh this feels heavy like it's okay you will get it back it will be okay yeah i've noticed the most amount of change in my technique after taking a long time off because you've been practicing in the past doing the repetitions a certain way and maybe that technique hasn't been very optimal but you haven't really had time to really focus on it but when you come back after taking a long time off you're starting with a fresh slate completely so it is a time where you can totally rebuild your technique so I've just noticed that too from weightlifting is I'm way better after taking time off technique is there. Like, but everybody, like everybody else said is the weight's not going to be there, but be patient with it. It doesn't need to be there. Yeah. I mean, and to that point, I think you're going to find a lot of things like heavy barbell squats or things that maybe felt, let's say whatever the bottom of the squat might've felt awkward or kind of tight or whatever before the layoff. Now you come back and it feels better, but the same thing could be true of your deadlift where you always felt good in that setup position. Now from some time off, you go to set up at that bar, it's going to start to feel kind of wonky. It's just understanding that you've changed over the last eight weeks based off your lifestyle. And that means the way you feel in your lifts and in those movements is going to be different, right? Not bad or, or, or good in, in any way, but just different than the way it felt before. And it is a good time to kind of refocus on technique and say, hey, what did I want to fix before? Because now might be the right time to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And knowing that your goals, like just like before coronavirus, like they don't happen overnight. So it's not like, oh, I had this goal before coronavirus, but then I had to get out of the gym. But now this week I'm going to hit my goal. Like it's probably not realistic. Like slowly work back up. You'll get back to it. We have hopefully plenty of time. Hopefully this doesn't happen again. If it does, now's the time to stock up on equipment or become an employee of Made to Move or just be really nice to us. Yeah. Get a storage um, unit and load it with a bunch yeah. of equipment. Yeah. Storage unit. Um, the other thing too is like most professional athletes do take an extended period of time off from their main sport, right? And so this is if you if you're a lifter or you 
basically everything you do is in the gym. You have been able to get into the gym, um, CrossFit, all those things. Like, I mean, Matt Fraser took like eight weeks off of yeah. the cross off of CrossFit completely one year because he had an MCL injury, you know? And so he came back and killed everyone the next year. And it's, so that'll this kind you. of stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, you're, you're probably going to be Matt Fraser. <laughs> you're going to win the games guaranteed. this year. Yeah. Definitely. But, and it, that's a healthy thing to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they did nothing. And probably most people at this point didn't, didn't do nothing, yeah. right? Like most people are working out in some capacity, but taking a little bit of time off from your traditional routine to do other things can actually be pretty healthy and help you to recover from things. So long as when you get back into it, it's in a smart way. So this might actually be a good thing that yeah. happened. Yeah, I feel like it, it definitely probably was. Yeah. Um, as long as people don't abuse it going mm -hmm. back and they're mm -hmm. smart about their programming, they don't do the same things every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, keep your running up too. You know, I'm sure you like people worked on that a lot and mm -hmm. people worked on body weight stuff a lot. And like, you know, Murph is coming up, but like, if you, if you got good at something over quarantine, cause you didn't have the gym, like keep that up too. Don't just mm -hmm. be like, well, now I have the gym. I don't need to run anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. Um, I know I didn't want to forget to mention it. Nate was talking about the acute versus chronic workload and the math and everything else. He actually just released a blog today on our website. Um, it's titled Pain-Free Running, but inside of there, there's a section that has uh, acute versus chronic workload kind of, you know, math drawn out. So if you are interested, if you're a nerd like he is, if you want to write down numbers and kind of track uh, from today going forward over the next, you know, four to eight weeks of your return to CrossFit or return to the gym or, you know, your increase in mileage on the road, whatever the case is, you can kind of take, take a look at that and, and start to play around with the numbers. Yeah. And for, so for things like CrossFit and even just lifting, like the math, so it, the math I did was based on like running and that's probably an easy, like running is yeah. going to be an easier way to record things for things that are more complicated where you're doing lots of sets or, you know, a variety of movements. Just think about like the effort you're putting into it versus the numbers on the bar or the number of reps you're doing. Right. Yeah. So if you, if you do something and it's like, this was nine out of 10 hard, 10 out of 10 means I'm in the hospital because I've crush myself one out of 10 because I'm sitting on the couch, like you need to modulate that effort. And so it doesn't necessarily, necessarily matter what weight you're lifting, um, how fast you're moving. It's, if it feels hard, that's, that's what should be the most important thing to you. So this, this effort-based training is going to be really effective right now for making sure that you're not going to damage yourself. If you do five days in a row, regardless of the weight, regardless of what you think you should be able to do, like percentage wise, you're one or at max, if you do five days in a row of like nine out of 10 RPE, you're gonna you're going to hurt yourself almost definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why you might want to do like one or two days of like eight out of ten RP and do a few days of like four out of ten RP over the next yeah. few weeks and just you know RP is reading a perceived exertion. Um, but like make it make it effort based. Like listen to your body versus being like I have to hit eighty percent for five reps today. Or, you know something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Like what is your eighty percent right now? Like yeah. in that day, how do things feel that day? Not what was your eighty percent a few months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's yeah. changed. Sure. And you can do a lot of that just based off your breathing. If you can control your breathing and try to breathe only through your nose, that's a great way to limit intensity. Once you start breathing through your mouth, you're working a little bit harder. But if you are taking a day where it's going to be a four out of six Definitely RPE, you can do that all through your nose. Yeah. I think those are all good. I, uh, I mean, do you guys got any more? I know Matt's got a, uh, Dr. Matt's got a yeah, telehealth call that he's got to jump on. So I don't know that we need to spend yeah, a bunch more time, but maybe yeah, like one final like point from, from everybody. Yeah, I would like say just, like, don't be afraid to take a rest day. I mean, now and before and forever, but now that everyone's back and everyone's like super enthusiastic about getting into the gym, you don't, you don't need to go seven days a week. Like if you wake up one day and your body feels rocked, 
you can take a rest day. It will be okay. Like your gains will be there waiting for you. Yeah, rest days are good for gains. I think, you know, for me, if I was approaching this, um, I can equate it to after I ran my first half marathon, I wanted to get back in the gym lifting. I had not been lifting. I'm just automatically going to take like 40% off my numbers and kind of start over. So I'm just going to drop the weight down by like 20 to 40%. Then I'm going to start going through my sets and that's my new baseline. And I'm just going to continue to work up from there. So it might be smart to just kind of pick a percentage, drop it down on your, you know, your main lifts and then kind of work back up from this point forward. Yep. Um, Effort-based training, listen, listen to what your body's telling you. If you're, whether like feel if you're going hard versus like saying like, I should be able to do this and just kind of listen to yourself for the next few weeks before you uh, start really pushing things. That's right. Yep. And a lot of aches and pains are going to be, can be developed. And I don't think that something is wrong with you. Like, Oh, my, my bum knee, something is wrong with me. <laughs> a lot of this is going to come down to progressing and how much load and how much you're actually doing. So if you ever have any aches and pains, if you're developing things that are weird, feel free to hop on a phone call with us. You can call us and we'll hop on the phone and talk for 10 to 15 minutes and kind of just give you some guidelines. That's right. Yeah. All right, All right guys. Well, welcome back to the gym yeah, and uh, have fun. Go crush your goals. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal day.